Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the most diverse show on the internet today, The Daily Objective. I am Rucka, of course, and we have the man who has been called the diversifier of all of Greece, Nikos Sotarikopoulos. Hello. We're going to talk about diversity today, which there's so many uh, levels by which we can approach this um, and why diversity is such an important word in the vocabulary of people. Of course, the sort of most glaring and obvious one is that in politics, we want uh, every community to be represented. And that sort of spills over into corporate culture where every community should be represented or else the company isn't being mindful and woke. And ultimately, I think you and I might reduce it back to the fundaments. We might, I, I still don't know if fundaments is a real word or not. I just enjoy saying it, which is kind of postmodern of me. And I'm going to, I'm going to introspect on that. But uh, to the fundament, in the fundamentals, we understand, I, I hope that uh, when reason goes out the window, when individualism is then thrown away as, you know, no, individualism, that's silly. That's some founding father's childish talk. We know we're scientific. We know that people cannot be objective as individuals. We know that individuals cannot look at reality firsthand and see it objectively. So we then, when without reason, there's just the group. There's the, the leader of the group or the community, the jury of the group, whatever it is. It's, it's the community that you're a part of. And that, of course, means that we need every community represented. That's my understanding of diversity. What's, what do you think about that? That's exactly my understanding as well. And we have to put it within a historical context. And I think diversity can be easily understood, should be understood with two other, let's say, buzzwords. The one is multiculturalism, the other is intersectionality. So all of these three things, within a specific context, they're good things. You want to have, let's say, in your comment, you don't want to discriminate in terms of someone being of a particular race or gender. So you want good people and you don't discriminate on characteristics that have nothing to do with their quality. And also you can recognize that many different cultures have things to offer. And you can also recognize that people have dif difficulties based on different characteristics of them. But these terms, when used as what I will call systems of power, today I'm going to go a bit Foucauldian, a bit postmodernist, but bear with me. I think the one reinforces the other. So what does multiculturalism says? It says that, that there are all these different cultures and people are basically in some way representative of these cultures. And therefore, there, we need a mix because all of these are, let's say, equally important and equally good. Now, what does diversity also say? It's basically, it's application in practice that since we have this idea about you know, these people who are the avatars of the culture, we need all this culture in. So let's make sure we have many of these avatars of each identity. And what does intersectionality says? It says that when you have conflicts between these groups, there's kind of this hierarchy of oppression or this hierarchy of need. And therefore, that's how we negotiate who gets what. Now, all this, the problem is it's they all have a common characteristic. And this is that the point of reference is the group. It's not the individual. You're not anymore Raka. You're not, any, I'm not anymore Nikos. We're parts, we're representatives of either our culture 
or our color of our skin or our ethnicity. And kind of we represent that culture. It's like on the Olympic Games, the beautiful opening ceremony where people are kind of parading with a flag. And that's what happens also with the system of diversity. And why did I call it, why did I say we'd go a bit Foucauldian? By the way, dear viewer, only two objectivists can properly understand Foucault. So we're gonna rant, rant what's the man's plane with rant? Rant's plane Foucault to you. So Foucault says that when these ideas become completely dominant, they create a language. And this language creates, so to speak, a, 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 an institution of power. Because if you don't follow it, then you're culpable. So how do we make sure that diversity runs smoothly? We have diversity bureaucrats, we have diversity offices. Diversity also becomes a law. So you have this system that can cost you your job or in many countries you, don't, you can't even operate your business if you don't follow this system. And of course, someone needs to run the system and these are the people who gain more and more power in terms of your life and power in terms of you can be fired or whatever. Now, this is not always political power, but it's definitely, it's definitely it creates a system where you have to submit if you want to go through your life without being in trouble. Did I go way too postmodernist or do you think this makes sense within a rational kind of way of thinking? I'm not sure exactly what you said, but... Um... But because this is such a, a big and rich topic, um, can you sort of like repeat kind of like the uh, TLDR of, of what, you're, what you're saying? Too long now? did not read. Okay, the too long did not read version is diversity is now almost an official ideology, yeah. which means that you have to go with it. You have to go with it as, as an individual. You also have to go with it as an institution. And if you don't do it, then you're in trouble, which means it, it has become a tool of power. That's kind of the simple, the simple version. And I'm kind of using intentionally leftist terms, discourse, power, ideology, because I find it very, 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 very ironic that the people who throw these terms around all the time cannot recognize the master they have created. Cannot recognize that this system dehumanizes people because again, it does not see them as individual. And instead of doing something would be creating a welcoming community where we can all hang out and be happy. Now we have to micro-negotiate our relationship. I remember having a friend from Serbia and kind of joking with him about, oh, you're Serbian, you don't play basketball. And then someone said, you know, that's, uh, you know, you shouldn't do it. You So this, this is a, a very good example of how it doesn't make it, it doesn't bring us all together. It just makes sure that there's now more and more rules by which we have to abide to communicate with each other. And the irony is that the left talks all the time about alienation. Capitalism alienates us. And their ideas are the ones that keep us away from each other and have to kind of micro-police the way we operate. Did this version make more sense? Yes, thank you for that much shorter version just now. You even had an anecdote about your Serbian uh, basketball friend. But no, uh, yes, thank you. Um, 
when the only way to beat a philosophy is with a philosophy and the agents of so-called diversity, the agents of uh, group collectivism, group identity, they are carrying water for a school of philosophy. And really at the, at the end of the day, it's us versus everyone in, in the mainstream academic world or the intellectual world. It's, you know, Ayn Rand is the last individualist and she's maybe the first explicit individualist who makes no room for anything but reason as she articulates it as a faculty of the individual. So anyone who's dismissive of that, anyone who's dismissive of reason as an individual's faculty is, is, uh, is sort of who we're up against. And to argue with the um, the postmodernists or the sort of mainstream um, agitators for diversity, to argue with them and say, well, you know, come on, you're alienating the individual. What happened to individualism? But to do it on a superficial level is not effective because they have the intellectuals behind backing them up. They've been educated thoroughly by both in a classroom and by the media and by everyone else that that uh, everyone is part of a community, whether they want to be or not. You know, you can't even, you know, uh, the, the sort of struggle for uh, gay equality, I think, when I think of that, I think of an individual maybe growing up in, the, in a small town in the 1970s, getting beat up for who he is, and, and that the struggle for gay rights or your the individual rights ap applied equally to gay people is, a, is part of the individualistic battle. That, I think of this individual growing up. But you can only refer now to the gay community as a member of the gay community. Good luck finding anyone to talk about any individual in any sense because individualism is out the door. Now in politics, the more uh, capitalism is obstructed, the more we have a lobby system and then the more everyone is quite literally incentivized in the material sense to uh, be a member of a community to, uh, you know, to group with other people and to name themselves a community and then to lobby and then to agitate for what they want and to put pressure on companies and on the government to do what they want. That's in politics. And as we know, politics is downstream from culture and culture is downstream from philosophy, from the philosophy classroom, really from the books that philosophers publish. Um, Individualism, again, has been thrown in the trash and rejected and it's ridiculed and it's called silly. So um, without individualism, everyone is not just politically incentivized to become part of a community, but sort of internally to think of himself as part of a group, as part of a community, as part of a movement or, or again, just a group. Um, so when people are hungry for individual identity in the real sense, not in inventing a new gender, not in inventing a new sub community, but in truly true individualism in saying, I as an individual look at reality firsthand with my five senses and with my rational faculty, I form concepts in a rational way and I pick out rational values to pursue. When people want to do that, when they're hungry for that, we will see the culture reflect that. But there's no shortcut. We cannot skip over individualism in the personal realm and in the pursuit of values and hope to uh, win, you know, quote, win the argument against the the agents of diversity because uh, they, again, they have the intellectuals backing them up. So let's go and destroy two myths 
that are very prevalent about diversity, but I think they need destroying because they're, they're a lie. The first is that these people, that, that the system of diversity and the ideology behind it truly cares about a more open and inclusive society. And the second myth, uh, which in case we run out of time, I want at least two minutes to discuss it, is that diversity is like a left-wing a left-wing kind of conspiracy and poor right-wingers are kind of fighting against it and but they can't because the left has taken over. So myth number one, if you are really, really interested about creating a more open and tolerant environment, you should also care about one important diversity and this is diversity of opinion. What we see is the more and more and more diversity and inclusion is promoted as an ideology, which I explained as a system of control and a system of power, then what you have is you end up with people with different characteristics in terms of how they look, their gender, ethnicity, whatever, but that they all think alike. Today, a tweet became relevant again uh, about a research, I think, on the faculty of Harvard University, and they found that only 1.5% of the faculty uh, considered themselves conservative of, or right-wing. Now imagine if there was any other group that had only 1% representation in a faculty, but had something like 50% representation out there in, in community. And notice also the double standards. When you see something like that, they will find various excuses to explain why this is the case. When, or when I, for example, I say, why is it in social science that we have X amount of girls and X amount of boys who disconcern us? They will find various ways to explain why not. When the conservatives throw out, kind, or not conservatives, like when the extreme right throws out simplistic statistics, like, oh, you know, blacks commit more crime, go figure what this means. The other side says, no, 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 this is too complicated. We have to, we have to find why this is the case. But this never happens with diversity. With diversity, supposedly it speaks for itself when the numbers are in our side, when the numbers are not in our side. So as for example, why in the UK there was like one Brexiteer for every 100 remainder academics, they find something simplistic, which is all, always offensive and to the other side, like, oh, you know, Brexiteers are not educated, whatever. So that's why I think that the last thing that people who are very zealous zealots about the system of diversity is a more inclusive environment. Is this conspiratorial or do you agree? I mean, yes, I agree. But um, the, the opposition to the, to the left, the opposition to the egalitarians is a superficial opposition. So there's almost nobody countering their collectivism with individualism. They often pay lip service to individualism. They say, hey, what does it matter what race you are and what gender you are, as long as you're a person, as long as you're de a decent person, which is nice of them to say, but it only lasts so long. Uh, for the last, I don't know, half century or however long, the conservatives' response to the left has been, we need family values, we need community values, telling, you know, the black community, instead of telling the black community, imagine if, if, if every conservative uh, took individualism seriously and, you know, was an objectivist, like, had kind of worked that out intellectually and their message to to the world. If, if the message of, you know, Republicans to the black community, rather than rather than telling them, oh, the Democrats are trying to keep you down with welfare. You know, you, you should you should build your community just saying you should think of yourself as an individual. Take a piece of the American dream, 
live the life you want, and you don't owe anything to anyone, not to the country, not to your community, not to your, barely to your parents, hardly to anyone. You, it's your life, live it for you. If individualism was the message being sent to everyone, then there would at least be an inspiring opposition to the left, which I think could actually win and could have by now. But the response to the diversity, you know, to the collectivism of the left has been sort of lip service to individualism before quickly becoming, uh, you know, more a different type of collectivism, a different type of, you know, community focused thought. And of course, religion is always a, a part of the response. So individualism is then married to religion. God gave you a soul. God gave you free will. And of course, this is part of the battle. Free will needs to be divorced from religion. Uh, individualism needs to be divorced from the mystical understanding of the soul. Uh, sci uh, individualists and, and people who believe in free will need to reclaim the mantle of science because uh, it's, it's for too long been ceded to the, um, you know, to the skeptics, to the pragmatists, to, pe to people that don't think people actually reason. I hope I'm, I'm, I'm addressing uh, your concerns or, or your questions. Actually, it's a great bridge to the last topic, mm -hmm. which is what has been the, the reply, what has been actually the role that the conservatives of the right has played in on this. So let's make it clear. The time that this started becoming big, was during the supposed dom domination of the right wing and conservatism in the States and in the UK in the 80s, this which means that, they, that they, were, they had political power, but zero ideological power. And even worse, my question to every conservative who, who, who is about, oh, the person, they don't like whatever. I say, okay, would you be in favor then of your government, which odds are that the government in power is a right wing government as in, the majority of the places where they argue about diversity, would you be in favor of your government pause, uh, stop, uh, declaring uh, as illegal all legislation that asks for specific quotas or that asks to name how many people from X group you have on the board? And of course, they will say no. And here's my point with that. This diversity system, and that's why I called it the system of power, it has managed to quasi-socialize the economy because now, Raka, your business is not anymore your business because I have a say on how you run it. So, for example, have you got enough Greeks? And if you haven't got enough Greeks, apologize and explain yourself because you're guilty until proven innocent. This means that you have your property by, not by right, but by my approval, which can be taken away any minute if you don't if you don't satisfy my various kind of uh, uh, legislations. Now, find me conservatives would be happy to say, yes, let's get rid of that. And only then I'm going to be convinced that conservatives are not on board with this kind of collectivism and this kind of dehumanizing tribalism. And, and it needs to go deeper than just these piecemeal battles like, uh, like yeah, I just saw California uh, basically overturned anti-discrimination laws. And I'm guessing they did that so that, that it would allow them to give preferral treatment to, you know, minority groups. And yeah, it, that, that, you know, that is happening. And the response to that is the, these sort of piecemeal battles. But um, so doing away with, the, with affirmative action, it's a, it's a part of the battle, but it's not a full um advocacy of individualism and as long as we have a mixed economy 
as long as we have a, a lobby system, which comes from having a mixed economy, a mixture of capitalism and government controls, that is, we're, all, we're going to have um, preferential treatment to some people and some groups at the cost, at the, to the detriment of others. So then when you speak of individualism, somebody in, in, a, um, in a desolate neighborhood might say to you, excuse me, what is it, individualism for you, but you know, collectivism for me? In other words, your people who look like you are, are, are represented in government, in business, in all these different ways, and, and getting government favors while, while the police are terrorizing my neighborhoods and fighting the war on drugs dis disproportionately in my neighborhood. Why? What happened? Where's the individualism in that? So if conservatives are, are advocating for a the war on drugs and other preventative laws, and also they're not advocating for laissez-faire capitalism, they're basically fighting to preserve the status quo, the cronyist lobby system, which does disproportionately affect some groups over others, which gives them another reason, this time almost a rational reason to see themselves as part of a group. But the answer, of course, is individualism and its corollary political system, capitalism. Get the government out of all of, out of the business of, of quotas and diversity. Just get the government in the business of enforcing objective laws that are there to protect the rights of the individual. Very good. And, and, and let's, let's make clear that we are the real fighters for the minority because someone wiser than myself said that the smallest minority is the individual. So what I want is the individual to be free to do whatever they want with her or his body, but also I want them to be treated as individuals. Or if they don't want, that's their right, right? If you have a business there's no Greeks, no guys with beards, or no people who listen to Metallica, whatever, that's that's 100% your right. That's the world I want to live in. Because- Me then, too. Because then I can morally sanction or not that person. But when someone uses the power of, for, of law to force me to treat people based on this group quota, and by the way, create, we didn't talk about all the injustices that this system creates. There's a lot of discussion in the United States about how, how this, this system treats, for example, Asian Americans in a way that is very unjust for them. But time flies. We're already two minutes over time. Raka, thank you. Yeah. That was, uh, that's a discussion that needs way more, way more, way more time. Dear viewers, thank you very much and see you in a future event.